Hello to you, the listeners. You are listening to JRoot Radio on the radio show of Haret Anolad. Here with you, Abraham Barzilai from Israel. And Mezat uh, Hashem, this radio show, of course, is live. Live today is seventeen uh, of uh, February and eighteen uh, February. 2015, Wednesday, of course, and um, today we have a special program, and I'll tell you why. Because um, in my lectures, in my radio show, actually we're always uh, picking up one of the topic, the common topic that we have to dealing with, and that's the, the issue, that's the topic of the program. But today... Um, our topic is opened, and you can choose uh, the issues that you want us to speak on. And the way to contact us and to ask us to speak about some issues is text messages, 347-972-8398. I repeat, if you want us to give an attention to one of the issues that you really want us to speak on, a phone number for text messages is 347-972-8398. Of course, if you want to call in, a phone number is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858. If you want to join our WhatsApp group, parenting group, all over the week. You can send your uh, details to 347-475-5353. I repeat that, 347-475-5353 for the WhatsApp group. Well, dear listeners, um, in the beginning, until your text will receive, I would like to say a few words about the topic of discipline. And I know, I really think that uh, the most of our radio show actually was dealing with uh, discipline, because discipline, it's one of the issues that's really difficult for parents. Just for example, in our WhatsApp group, uh, there was a, a few weeks uh, that actually many, many parents, a hundred parents, uh, was talking about the issue of bedtime, how to get uh, the kids to the bed on time without fights, without arguments, without punishments, and actually people trying to uh, pick up some ideas how to deal with it, but many, many parents actually admit that it's not so effective. So if we would like to learn the secret how to get a get the kids to the bed on time so at first we have to learn the the concept of discipline and one of the some one of the consequences of uh, healthy discipline is also how to get them to the bed on time well dear listeners there is no any um magic solutions 
we have to work very hard for everything that we actually want to succeed on. We all know that if you want to do something very good and very quality, you have to put an effort. You have to put efforts, and as much as you put your effort on it, on this, that's actually it's going to be more effective and more effective. So let's talking about uh, the discipline. A few words about that. Not I, I cannot get into this issue because it's too wide. And you actually can go on my website, abraham-barzilai.com, slash ENG, for the English speakers, and you can find many, many uh, recorded lectures, uh, radio shows about the issue of discipline. But in a few words, in a general uh, line, we have to remember that the concept of discipline says that, you know, when I'm standing in the front of a crowd, and I ask them, tell me, dear parents, what topic you want me to give an attention? So the first topic that always raising up is discipline. We want you to speak, tell us a few words about discipline. And I ask, why? There are many, many, many uh, topics, uh, not less important uh, on the issue of raising children. We can learn about the personal model of the parents, we can learn about the self-esteem, uh, uh, the self-confidence. We can learn about the encouragement. We can learn about the subconscious of the children. We have so many topics. Why did you pick most of, most of the crowd? Maybe 90% of the crowd actually chose the topic of discipline. So the crowd actually wondered... What are you talking about? Don't you understand? It's so uncomfortable to raising undisciplined children. When you have to say an order 100 times until they make it, and also even when you say 100 times, not always they do it, it's too difficult. It's effective my life. It's effective the atmosphere of the house the positive atmosphere of the house. It's, it's, it's actually hurting every single moment at home. So it's too difficult. So what do you mean that you ask me uh, why I choose the topic of, uh, of the discipline? And then the listeners, I answer to the crowd, you know, I agree with you. It's really important to learn the discipline. And I agree with you that um, it's, 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 um, it's very important, and I agree with you that, it, that it's really, really uncomfortable uh, to raising undisciplined children. I know that. But what I'm concerned is, what bothering me is the reason why you want me to speak on because it actually testifies that you don't really understand what is the goal of discipline because many many parents uh, teachers educators they think that discipline is a tool is a tool is assistance tool that comes to serve 
us, the adults. It's come to serve us, to make the management of the house easier, to make things go smooth. And this is misunderstanding. This is a great misunderstanding. This is not the reason. The reason I have to discipline my child is not because of me. It's not because of my needs. My kids are not guilty that I choose to uh, establish a family with uh, uh, many, many kids, with 10 kids or maybe 12 kids. They don't guilty at the fact that I have to manage a large house, that I have some uh, economic uh, issues, that I have some uh, difficulties with the relationship between me and my wife. They're not guilty of that. And most of our demands from the kids, most of the discipline demands from the kids, it's on this background because of our needs. But don't forget, they don't guilty for our needs. In the matter, in fact, a kid don't have to give a hand in the house. He doesn't have any duty to help us. I know people wondering what are you talking about? What about chinuch? To teach them to sharing the difficulties of the house, to take a part of the management of the house. Yeah, right. I agree. But our demands actually getting different because of the actual needs. If there are some guests on their way and we have to prepare the house for them, so suddenly our demands getting higher and higher. And when the time is goes uh, smooth and everything is okay, so we don't have any demands from them. So it means we ask them to do something, not because of their needs, not because of their chinuch, it's just because of us, because of our needs. And it's getting different from time to time. So it's actually testified like 100 witness that this is not a truth. This is not the reason we ask them to do something, not because of their chinuch, it's because of our needs, and this is bothering me. Because people don't really understand why we have to, to discipline our children. So, dear parents, let's say a few words about the discipline. Not before I reminding you, you can keep and send us your text messages, and you can pick, and you can pick some topics that you want me to give an attention to them. Uh, at 347, or of course, if you have some question, you can send us text 347-927-8398. Don't wait until the end of this radio show and then send your questions, because many times uh, we actually see that we don't, we don't have uh, plenty of time to give the full answer. So start now, 347-927-8398. Well, why we actually have to discipline our children? Uh, we all know that discipline is one of the great dominant tools for the future of the personality. Uh, 
The personality structure of our children depend basically on the issue of discipline. I mean, if you raise in your home a disciplined child, this child is going to be with the firm personality. It's going to be a personality of stable. He has stability, mental stability, and why? Um, look, each one of us has a great basic need in his soul. And the need is that I want to feel that I am in a stable place. Let's take, for example, the rules of the nature, like gravity. Gravity means that any object, when you put it down, when you leave it from your, from your hand, it's actually gravity down. It's fall down. So that's the way we manage our life. When you want to put your cup of tea on the table, you just put it on the table, and you know it's going to be stable then. And if you want to throw something, you just have to leave it, and you know that it's going to fall until something is going to stop it. Something like the floor. So many, many things of the life we're actually managing basic, based on the rule of gravity. And gravity actually uh, gives us the option to build aircrafts, to build uh, ships, to build cars, to build buildings. Many, many things actually we the approaching to build something, it's based on the first rule, nature rule, of gravity. So maybe sometimes the gravity is uncomfortable to us. Sometimes gravity is uncomfortable to us because if, if we take, for example, uh, a fat man, gravity is not so good for him, right? Because because of his heavy because of his width, actually, uh, uh, his bones has a pressure, and it's unhealth for him. So he might work to, to manage himself without gravity. So we know that gravity is not always comfortable, but we know that the, the, the gravity actually gives us stability. Because I know how the things are going, and if I know the, the if I know the co the concept how things going, I also know how to manage myself, how to use the gravity for my benefit, and how to avoid from some incidents that they unpleasure for me. Okay, the same things is discipline. Discipline is many, many times is uncomfortable to the child. When you tell your child, dear Yosely, I want you to get a bed right now. But he doesn't want to go asleep right now. 
you know, I have to tell you something before I continue. Why kids uh, has so objection to getting slip? You know why? Because seemingly, why they complain about the bedtime? Bedtime is something very good. Many, many times we as parents actually uh, jealous our children that they can sleep on 7 p.m., on 8 p.m. We really jealous them. Oh, I wish I was instead of you, we tell them, right? Why they so scaring, they so nervous when they're getting sleep and they don't want to do it? You know why? Because when they're getting sleep, they actually feel that they are alone. And especially in the age of four years old through ten years old, they're really scaring and they don't want to get in sleep because when they're getting sleep, they feel alone. And the, 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 the addicted listeners of us really know that we always say that a kid actually sees himself just like a part of a group which called parents. He sees himself just like a part of the parents. That's why when he getting sleep, he feels separation. He feels, I'm alone. It's carrying him. That's why we warmly recommending you, dear parents, if you're able to do that, to sit with the kids for a few minutes, if you can tell them a story, if you can sing them a song, and even if you're so special and you can wait with them until they're falling asleep, this is very, very, very benefit for your kids, and it has a great impact for the next morning. Now, when I want to discipline my child, and I say, Dear Yosele, I want you to get a bed right now, and he doesn't want to get a bed. And I disciplined him. I stay consistent, and consistently I'm repeating one again and again. And I tell him, I want you to get a bed right now. You're not allowed to go. I hold his hand. I bring him back up to the be- back to the bed again and again and again until he internalized that the day. During the weeks, he internalized that he has no choice. He has no choice. When mommy says, Yosale, get a bed, she's going to stand here, right here and right now, and she wouldn't give him up until I get the bed. So during the time, he don't even test us. He, don't, he doesn't even try us. He just know I have to do that, and that's it. But it's all depend in our consistency. So when I discipline my child, so here and there, it's really uncomfortable to the child, I know. It's just like the gravity, it's uncomfortable to us here and there. And sometimes we wish, oh, I wish I had, I wish I had a bird. I could fly and I could... Uh, uh, look on the world from above. He really likes to be like a bird. So gravity actually disappointing us, right? 
But on the other hand, we know that gravity gives us the stability of the life. We can manage our life. We can use the stability to our benefits, and we can use the, the, stabil, the, the gravity. We can use the gravity for our, to avoid from some uncomfortable incidents, right? So the same principle in our home. That's right. Uh, discipline is, is uncomfortable to our children here and there. But in the macro, we can see that it makes them calm. It makes them relax. You know why? Because he knows I can trust my parents. Even if I do whatever I do, they were not giving up. They have their firmness. They are an authority. I can trust them. I can lean on them. But he internalizes that, that fact only when it's uh, consistently, when our discipline is consistent. And that's why I warmly recommend you to stop demanding for anything. Make a list of two or maybe three things that it's most important to you to demand from your child. And then going by the list. From right now, don't ask, don't ask him to do anything. Just the, those three things. When you ask them only for three things, first of all, it got, it's going to be easier to you to stay consistently. And when you stay consistent and you follow your demands, they will internalize during the time that when daddy says something or when mommy says something, I have to do that. I have no choice because I learned my lesson. I learned uh, uh, in the previous two weeks or three weeks or two months that when, mom, when my mommy said, get a bed, she didn't move from the room until I got the bed. And every single time I've tried to get off the bed, she hold, she held my, uh, my hand and she took me to the bed again. So he internalizes that that's it. There's no choice. Then he internalizes that the discipline actually is uncomfortable, but he has a mental stability because he knows I can trust this mommy. I can trust her. She's protecting me. Um, well, um, I know uh, this is not uh, the only issue, of course, but actually because of many, many requirements through my website and through phone calls and through our WhatsApp group, I saw many, many messages dealing with this topic, so uh, I had to say a few words about the discipline. Now, the listeners, it's, uh, we're going to your topics, so please send us the topic you want me to speak on, uh, send a text to to three four seven nine seven two eight three nine eight. I repeat three four seven nine seven two eighty three ninety eight. You send that you send us your text messages. If you want to be with us live, you call in seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight. I repeat. 718-683-5858 for call in. If you want to join us to our WhatsApp group, 
347-475-5353. I repeat that, 347-475-5353. Now we are going to a small musical break, and we will be right back with you and your topics. So stay with us. It's going to be very, very interesting. Bevakasha.
Hi, the listeners. We're here back with you. And, of course, to your text messages. Not before, I'm reminding you that you can uh, suggest us uh, topics or maybe uh, personal questions via text messages. A phone number is um, 347-972-8398. Text messages, that's 347-972-8398. Well, uh, to the first text message. message. When things get, get busy in the house and we ask children to help, why is it not part of Chinuch? We are showing them that they should help more when there uh, is need. It shows them a sense of responsibility in being part of a family. Very smart and intelligent question, of course. But, um, first of all, I have nothing um, to say that this is not truth. No, that's really truth. There is a value of tell them, please, I want you to reach a hand because this is uh, busy now. This is a busy time. That's right. But let's be honest. Why we ask them? If the real pure reason is just because it's so much too important to me, to my child's going to be... Uh, has a responsibility, and I want really, really, my goal is just his chinuch. So let's try to make a self-test for us. I mean, let's say that this is a busy time right now, and you want your eight-years-old daughter to set the table for the guest, okay? And the guest actually on their way. We want your, you want your 10 years old daughter to set a table. Now, try to make a self-test for you. Ask her to do something else that is totally not necessary for you. If you feel that you can do it and you don't need the specific help of setting the table, that means that your inner purpose is really pure chinuch to make your child to be more responsibility. That's right. But I guess that in most of cases, when you ask her to set the table, it's not because of the chinuch, because you're getting nervous. What's going to be when the guest is coming in and they will see that the table is not set yet. So you actually present the question, what's wrong with that? I just want them to know that sometimes when the house is so busy, you need to put more help. That's right, I agree with you. But this is not the real reason why you asked her. And I'm not talking to you personally, I don't even know you. But I'm talking about us. I think that most of the parents, when they ask from the 
10 years old daughter to set a table is not because of pure purpose of chinuch. So if you can stand in this test, take few times when you really need her to do something because it's really busy time right now, ask her to do something, but something that is really total not necessary for you, and then you could, you could be, uh, you can ensure to yourself that you really do it just because of a pure uh, purpose to make a great chinuch for your daughter. And it depends on us. We have to be honest with ourselves. If we really think that it's the, we're doing it just for the chinuch, okay, so do it. I n- no objection. For chinuch, no objection. But many, many times we're just cheating ourselves, and it's not for chinuch, it's because of us. And the proof for it is, when she doesn't set the table on time, how are we reacting? Are we reacting the same way if we ask her where there is no guests on their way? No, not at all. We have overreacting. Why? Because we're nervous. They're going to come in and they will see the table is not set up. The table is not set. So even our response to the negative behavior of our children or the response of us to his, uh, when he refused to follow our orders is overreacting. Why? Why she deserve response overreactive? Why? Because we really want to make a chinuch? I guess it's not so true. Okay? So be honest with yourself and make a self-test that I just talked about it. If you see that you really, really test yourself and you actually want her to do something only from a pure root of making a great chinuch, so do it. No objection. <laughs> I support education. Not objecting that, okay? So this is for your question. Now to the next text message. I sent a message last night about my son who threw milk bottle and it poured on a boy. Can you please address and say what you think in the proper consequence? Thank you so much for your amazing program. Thank you too. My son missed three sessions of therapy last week, so I wonder if that affected him, OT and behavioral counseling. Um, well, to the question itself, your uh, child, he's three years old. No, he's not three. No, you didn't write me, um, you didn't write me uh, the age of him, but I guess that he's not more than three years old because you're talking about uh, milk bottle. So this is the average age of uh, of the uh, uh, drinking milk by bottle. So actually, uh, the root of this issue is uh, a discipline. I mean, if he did it just once or maybe twice or even three times, so don't make big deal out of it. So maybe 
at, 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 at a certain time, he was so frustrated of something, so he uh, overreacted. Okay, so it's not an issue. Please, don't make a big deal of everything that he does. But I suppose, I guess that if you send in me this question, maybe it's something that he's doing uh, constant, constantly. And when he does constantly uh, negative behavior, and this is a certain specific behavior, I mean, he throw a milk bottle on a boy. So it means that maybe it's actually testify there is some jealous between them, or maybe he feels that his place in the house, his, his degree is unstable. So uh, let's divide uh, the answer for two parts. The first part, that I guess this is the issue, just don't make big, big deal out of that, because maybe it's happened once, twice, three times, and it's going to pass. It's nothing, okay? Because Something like this actually happened by kids. It's okay. It's normal. But and if we getting uh, we giving uh, too much attention for this negative behavior, sometimes we make it deeper and deeper, and we don't let it pass. Okay, just for your knowledge. The second part of my answer that if you see a certain bad behavior that he actually does it constantly. He always threw the bottle, the specific bottle, of a specific boy. So maybe it's testify about uh, something like jealous. Maybe he feels that his degree, his position in the house is unstable. Maybe we have to praise him or to give him a job with a responsibility that he will feel, I have something to do in our home. I'm important. I mean that uh, the first step to make a child important is to give, is to respect him. Many parents think that the halachot of Ben Adam Lachavero actually are not existence when we're talking about our personal kids. Because this is my kids, what do you want? This is my kids, and I can behave just I just like I want to behave to them, and I can do them anything I want because they are my kids, and my cover is etchinuch. What do you want? I just mechanech them. No, it's not so true. It's not so truth. The truth is that the halachot of Ben Adam Lachavero is more hard. And more tough when we're getting to a children relationship. You know why? Because children has no mechile. Even if your child says, I moichel, it's not a mechile. He cannot give us forgiveness by the Torah law. You know why? Because he's under 13 years old. He's under bar mitzvah. He cannot make a mechile. Or your daughter, as long as she under the age of 12, bat mitzvah, she cannot be moichel. <laughs> you know that the famous typeler, the Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky's father, when he once 
had a little bit of a certain, maybe he was a little bit concerned, maybe he heard some kid, when one of the kids stood in the turn to get a blast from the rabbi, and, the, and someone told to the rabbi that one of the kids just escaping out because he saw that the rabbi make a motion in his hand, in his hand like, I don't want to see him. Accidentally, he doesn't even mean it. He doesn't even know these kids. The stipler, the stipler took his stick walk, and he started walking when he was an old to the house of these kids. And he asked for forgiveness, and he asked him, tell me, how old you? He told him, I'm 11 years old. So he told him, look, I am the great stipler. I want you to remember to inviting me to your bar mitzvah. I have a special gift for you. That's the way he make sure, he made sure that this that that kid is going to inviting him because he wants the gift. And every time that the stipler got an invitation from a little kid for bar mitzvah, he knew I have to ask for him mechila. And when the bar mitzvah is come came, he took one of his personal book and he writes dedication on the first page and he visited in the bar mitzvah and he gave him the book and he told him I want your mechile I ask your forgiveness for I hurt you can you imagine to yourself the great stipler from his heights from his spiritual heights getting down to 13 years old boy and ask for Mechile so what about us how many times we hurt our children without even thinking about asking for Mechile it's not so simple believe me it's not so simple so the base the first step of the relationship between us and our children has to be based on on the principle of respectful attitude. Attitude of respectful. So maybe your little child throwing the bottle of the milk on his brother because he feels degraded. And don't don't think that maybe I'm talking, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taking it, it over. No, even three years old. When the atmosphere, the atmosphere in front of this certain kid, certain boy, is atmosphere always atmosphere of yelling, yells and screams at the house, a lot of pressure in the house, or in one word, when the atmosphere in the house is atmosphere of unrespected, then your child starts to feel nervous, feel degrading, 
and he has nothing to lose. Even when he three years old to develop negative behavior, just because he's degraded, he he humiliated always in the house. That's the way he percepts himself. That's the way he sees himself. And 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 this is very very uh, danger trap. We have to remember that attitude of respectful in any condition no matter what he did no matter how is his behavior attitude of respectful making normal behavior by kids making respected behavior by the kids so start with that if the atmosphere in your home is the atmosphere of yells and screams and degrading, stop it. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. It's hard in the beginning. When we, but when you embrace this attitude, it's going to be easier and easier, and it's going to become it's become part an integral part of the atmosphere in the house. And this is most important, okay? Now, we have to talking about the concept of circumstances, but it has something to do with the next question. So stay with us to listening also to the next question. Not before we're reminding you. You can keep and send us your text messages to 347-972. 8398. I repeat, that's 347 972 8398 for your text messages and 718 683 5858 if you want to call in. 718 683 5858. If you want to join our WhatsApp group all over the week, questions and answers. The phone number to join our group is 347-475-5353. That's 347-475-5353. We're going to a small musical break, and we'll be right back with the next question. Stay with us. We asked from Iran to play some music. Thank you.
Well, we're here back with you, the listeners, uh, for the next hour of Harayet Anolad. And before we continue with your text messages, um, I would like to tell you a few things, a uh, few announcements. Bezrat um, Hashem, we open um, in Jerusalem and in Bnebrak. We open a special course, um, a special course um, about um, um, parents' guidance. It's actually two courses. The first one is um, parents' guidance. Um, it's a night studies, and we have a special course of uh, educational advisors. Uh, to getting qualified. This is a special short course of 110 hours. It takes like uh, six months. And uh, it's going to be in our school in Jerusalem and in Nebrak. Um, we have a special, unique course for English speakers in Jerusalem and in Nebrak. So if you want some details, just send a text to me uh, or call me. Now, text, uh, you have to send to my Israeli phone number. It's 972 for Israeli rear code, and then 58405-2000. Um, Why am I telling you that? Because I know many, many of you has uh, relativities in Israel, so you can make them interesting uh, in our new course in Jerusalem and in Nebrak. And also, um, um, if you want to call me, you can call me to my American number. My phone number is 917-809-4944, but please, don't call me during this radio show, okay? Because I'm behind the microphone right now, and I can't uh, take any calls. So you can call me uh, right after this radio show. My phone number is 917-809-4944. So if you have some rela uh, relatives here in Israel, families, friends, and they want to learn uh to get a qualified to be an educational advisor or for parents' guidance um, in Jerusalem and in Nebrak in our school here in Israel, uh, they can register by the phone number of 917-809-4944 or they just can uh, send us uh, an email to Abraham Education at gmail.com abrahameducation at gmail.com now one more announcement uh, we have a special unique Shabbatonim Shabbaton it means uh, to make for the community Shabbaton it's from uh, Thursday through Sunday many many lectures if there are some listeners they want to arrange a Shabbaton for their community, a special Shabbaton, I can come and make Shabbaton from Thursday 
to Sunday. It's four days uh, with full lectures. So if there are some listeners uh, of this radio show that they actually are presidents of uh, communities, or maybe they are, they are uh, rabbis of uh, the communities, and they want to raise something for Chodesh Adar, it's still available. And if there are some listeners, they, they know to arrange some courses or studies program, special uh, short studies program that we have, including a material that you can get, uh, a booklet, and cities, very special uh, fit program to your specific communities, you can call me just, uh, just after uh, this radio show to my personal for phone number the phone number is 9178094944 or you can send me an email abrahameducation at gmail.com now to the next uh, text message thank you for your shows my question is, I have two sons a year and three months apart. The older one always bullies his brother. How do we deal with it, and how do, our, do we help our younger son to not feel bullied? How we do, how we do try our best to make every child feel loved and we do tell the older son he can't act, he can't act this way to his brother but doesn't help well uh, the question is uh, very very um, important and I think that this is very very common effective I mean so many times the same question raised up, what can I do when my kids always fighting? And I told you, just before the musical break, I told you that uh, I'm going to talk about the concept of consequences. And I would like to say a few words about the consequences. I actually... Uh, I guess that our addicted listeners actually uh, uh, really uh, know what I'm talking about when I say consequences, but probably we have many, many new listeners that don't really understand what I mean when we say uh, consequences. So let me say a few words about it. I will take... Uh, my famous example for that, okay? Let's say that you have a 10-year-old daughter, and she's sitting to a supper, and she's rocking on the chair. And mommy warns her, you're going to fall down. You're going to fall down. You're going to fall down. And she doesn't care. And finally, she falls down. And it's hard. Now, what automatically responds of this mother? She says, you saw, I told you. I warned you. You didn't listen to me. Now, you deserve it. 
And we always emphasize this is not the proper response. You know why? First of all, the reality proves that it doesn't help because it happens again and again. It means this kind of response, this style of response doesn't work. Maybe it's make us calm because we can, you know, uh, release all our anger, but it's not solve the problem itself. Second, why this is not the proper response? Because if you remember in the beginning of this radio show, we spoke about the nature rules like gravity. Nobody, nobody who is normal trying to fight with the gravity, right? We very, very quick, we're learning to live with the gravity instead of trying to fight with the gravity. Because we know and we internalize, this is the fact of the world. Gravity exists. If you want to live with it, you can even learn to use it to your benefit. But if you try to fight it, you're going to lose. For sure you're going to lose. Now, how we all, the entire creation, learned very quick to stop fighting with gravity. You know why? Because gravity doesn't punish us. Gravity just has circumstances. I mean, when you leave your hot cup of coffee and it fall down on the floor and all spread all over, nobody is angry with you. Nobody yell at you. Gravity doesn't fight with you. Gravity just has circumstances. You did so, you got so. You did so, you got so. In the other hand, even to your benefit, when you want to sit down and relax, you can trust the gravity. When you sit down, you will stay down, and you wouldn't just start fly in the air. Gravity, just like all the other uh, nature rules, has circumstances. When you touch the fire, when you touch the flame, you burned. It's hard. Nobody has to teach you that. We very quick understand that, internalizing that, and live with it. And also we use it to our benefit. Look how many benefits we have because of the fire power, because of the fire head, right? The same principle in your home, with your kids. When you, talk, when you tell your daughter, don't rocking on a chair in danger, it's danger for you. When you say that once, you actually did your duty to warn your little child from things that maybe she doesn't aware of that. But that's it. When you say that once, that's it. Now, 
let the natural rules of the world to teach her. When she falls down, and you don't say, instead of saying, you see, I told you, I warned you, you deserve it. No. Just give her a hug and tell her, oh, my pure daughter, what's happened to you? Oh, it's hurt you. Let's wash your leg with the warm water. Maybe it's going to make your suffering easier. You just have mercy. She cannot even be angry angry with you. Your child starts to draw a line between her deed to the consequence. I did so, rocking in a chair. I got so. It hurts. Just like I touched the fire. It's really painful. That's it. I leave, I left the cup of coffee. It's spread all over. That's it. Consequences. Natural consequences. Obvious consequences. I didn't do anything here. This is the rules of the life. That's the way you can teach her. Now, how to implement in your house. Um, or in other hands, let's read again your question. I have two sons, a year and three months apart. The older one always bullies his brother. How do we deal with it? Very simple. My dear son, each time you you bully your brother, it means you don't know how to behave in society. So I have to separate you to your room for a few minutes, like five minutes. I have to separate you for an empty room here. Here, there is no society. You can sit here to relax, and then you can come out, and you can... Get back to the games with your brothers. And when he did it again, the same response. Hold his hand, take him to the room. It's not punishment. I have to emphasize. It's not a punishment. It's just natural consequence. I mean, just like the nature has its natural consequences, like gravity, like flammable things. The same thing, the same way, we can creating new new consequences. I mean, each time you bully your brother, I'm separating you from him to an empty room. Now, here, there is no brother You have no anyone to persist here. Now you sit here for a few minutes, for five minutes, okay? During, if we stay consistent, during the time, the child learning and he internalizes that when I did so, I got so. 
I did so. This is the natural result of my deed. Just like when I touch the fire, I feel the same heat again and again and again. And here I'm reaching to one more very important point. The consequence that you actually choose for your child has to stay constant with no any changes. I mean, many parents ask me, look, I did what you told me. I tried the consequences and it really helped, but just for a few times. And after that, it lost its effective. And I ask them, can you tell me how you implemented the same the consequences? And the mother say, yes, my daughter used to bully her, her brother. So I took her to a separate room, just like you said, for five minutes, and it really worked. But when she did it on the fifth time, on the sixth time, then I told her, oh, I see you don't understand. Now I'm going to separate you to an empty room for ten minutes. When you change the, the consequence from five minutes to ten minutes, you're actually losing the entire concept of consequence. I tell you why. Let's say that I touch the flame. One time, it's burning me. Two times, it burns the same way, just like in the first time. Even if I try 100 times to touch the flame, it's going to be the same pain just like on the first time. If I leave warm cup of tea from my hand, it's going to fall down this, it's going to fall down the same strength just like in the first time, even if I do it for 100 times, right? That's why it's so stable. That's why I quickly internalize I'm not going to fight with the gravity. I'm going to learn how to live with the gravity. The same way here, way here. When you tr when you change the circumstances, for uh, when you change the consequences from one consequence to other consequence, or maybe the same consequence but you make it more harder, like five five minutes you have to be in an empty room. Now ten times you did it. Now you're going to stay ten minutes in your room. No, it doesn't work because we're losing the whole concept of natural natural consequences. So remember, stay consistent. The same consequence forever. Then you will see your child very quickly understand and internalize I don't want to fight your consequences. I just want to live with them. 
So start to implement consequence, a proper consequence, uh, each time that your child bully his brother. And I hope very quick he will internalize uh, this is not the way, and he wouldn't uh, want uh, to keep that way. A phone number for text messages, 347 uh nine seven two eight three nine eight for text messages this three four seven nine seven two eight three nine eight and you can keep and send us your text messages with your questions also if you want to join us to our whatsapp group parenting group all over the week, questions and answers and very interesting discussions and sharing problems and solutions with parents. Uh, you can join our WhatsApp group to 347-475-5353. 347-475-5353. The listeners, my personal phone number just after this radio show, you can call me uh, regarding your questions, your difficulties, or regarding our special course in Jerusalem and Nebrak, or regarding to making Shabbaton for four days in your communities. My personal phone number is 917-809-4944. Now, we asked from around to play some music for us. We're going to a small musical break and then to the rest of your text messages. So stay with us. It will be Be'ezrat Hashem very interesting. Bevakasha. Love me, man. 
Hi, dear listeners. We're here back with you. You're listening to Harayat Anulad. Uh, here with me, Abraham Barzilai. And uh, we're approaching to the rest of your text messages, and you can still send us text. Bezrat Hashem, we shall read it in this radio show. We have still some space for that. A phone number for your text, 347-972-8398. That's 347-972-8398. Hi. My son is a pure ADHD boy. I have him on medication, and it's wearing off. He did very nice on it last year. Now they want me to change it. As I do my research, I get scared when I see the side effects. My son is very smart and is creative creative and interesting. I don't want to ruin him and feel like homeschooling him. He doesn't want in any way of or firm, but he had to work so hard to sit and to be focused. He's disruptive just naturally. He does love to learn and gets 90s, 90s and up, and that's when he's scattered. I'm so confused and even worried to make the right the right decision for him. He also is sensory. Well, um, I hope you are not expecting from a radio show uh, to give you full answer, but uh, as usual, I just can give you uh, a few general lines to know how to dealing with it, but it's uh, not a specific answer for you in any way, okay? Okay, I can't take the responsibility of uh, uh, so heavy question to make a decision for your own child just when I read a few uh, lines of a question. So take it into a, an account and just I give you a few lines. First of all, I really appreciate you that you uh, have your child on medication if he really needed it. I mean, I know many parents, they're really scaring to use medication and it's not for nothing. I know they concerned especially about the side effects. And there are worse side effects, very weird things that the child starts to develop, weird behaviors, even scaring behaviors. And I'm really aware of the uh, uh, scaring and the fear of the parents to have their child on, medica- on medication. That's right. But first of all, the rule to set, do my child 
need medication or not, I warmly recommending you um, to take two opinions. I mean, first of all, you have to look for someone that he really knows how to make the the, the exactly uh, diagnose of a child because many many uh, therapists they actually has uh, they have the permission to treat people but they are not so qualified you know they, they, they don't know how to do the job because it's really look the whole issue is really embarrassing me you know why because you know your child for a few years, for six years, seven years. This is the average age of starting putting him on medication in general. Now, you know him for six years. What do you expect from a therapist when he have a look, he have a session with your child of one hour, what he can know about him? Really? Do he really know your child? It's, it's, it's ridiculous, right? So first of all, you have to looking for someone that you really can trust his diagnosis. And how you can find kind of a uh, therapist like this, um, I'm recommending you to, um, to require... Uh, for uh, some organization, Jewish organization, here in Israel there is a organization of Ezer Mitzion or uh, Ezra Umarpe, um of of Rabbi Firer uh, or Rabbi Chalak or something like this that you can trust them. They dealing with many, many, many people, and during the time they purchased uh, the experience. Uh, to know, um, to you know, to forward you to someone that he really, really good on it. So first of all, you have to find one that he really good on it, and then if he uh, give you a report that you must use medication. So now this is the time to go for another one, also good one, without telling him that you already visited or you had an appointment with the with the first one. Just pretend that this is the, the only one you go uh, to get a consultation for him. And if he also says 100%, no doubt, you have to use medication. Now, when you have two opinions, the same opinions, this is the time that I really recommending you to use medication. <laughs> now, what about the side effects? Side effects actually is not are not existing by all the kids. Some kids suffering from side effects. So, uh, in general, when you calling to the neurologic and you tell him, "Look, my child has a side effect and he's making a weird things," the first thing he will tell you, "Stop the medication." Because he doesn't want to take the response, the response he doesn't want to be a responsibility uh, of a weird situation. Okay, uh, the old doctor has something in common that when something is uh, 
getting uh, worse, they first of all they tell you the first thing they say: stop using the medication. Okay, but what about my child? So if the side effects are not so dangerous, not so weird, he can live with it. We have to take a scale. And we have to evaluate what is the benefit the medication give to me and what is the worst things, the bad things that it gives to me. If the benefits, it's much more than the negative things, so I think you keep using it. But if uh, the benefits, it's not so high, it's not more than... Uh, the negative uh, things that it gives to me. So you have to go to another doctor to try uh, to try use maybe other medication because we all support and we all full agree that we are not want we don't want uh, a weird behavior by our children. That that's for sure. Um, now, if they want you to change the medication and you didn't even try it, uh, if the doctor say to change it, if right now there is some problem, uh, so maybe you can just try it and see. If you can see a side effect, okay, so you can stop it. So, first of all, I don't see a reason why you should not change the, medica the medication if it may help him. But if your child actually performing very, very well and there is no any problem with his uh, function right now, so why to change it? Just because the doctor said? Doctor is not a prophet, okay? So if it works very well and there is no problem right now, okay? Now, for the point that you mentioned that uh, he had to put a lot of efforts to see it and to be focused, and you considering maybe homeschooling him, I'm not supported. I support that he will put an effort. That's good for him. When he put a lot of effort, it's good for him if you know how to encourage him, if he feels satisfied, it's good for him, okay? Because... He needs to learn to put an effort in his life, to make a progress. It's good for him. So if it's not too much difficult, and if he doesn't feel so heavy with it, and as you just write here, that uh, he likes the school, and he likes the friends, and he wants to, to be in society, so why you want to homeschooling him? I don't think it's, that's the the right uh, uh, option for him. So the summary of my answer: first of all, if he performing very good, don't change the medication. If he has some issues, you may test and try to change the medication for uh, uh, a few days and look. Just look if there are some uh, weird behavior or maybe side effects, try it, okay? Um, and second, if you put an effort and he feels satisfied 
and he doesn't feel frustrated by it, don't homeschooling him. It's not good for him. The best way is that he will put an effort, that he will try, and Bezat Hashem, he will be Matzliach. Well, the listeners, before we're approaching to the rest of your text messages, of course, the phone number for text is 347-972-8398. If you want to call in, 718-683-5858. Before we continue, um, I would like to uh, repeat my announcement. Bezat Hashem, after Passover, uh, we're opening in our school in Jerusalem, in the branch of Jerusalem and in the branch of Nebrak. Uh, we open a special course. It's six-month course um, for educational advisors and also for uh, parents' guidance. So if you have a relative in Israel, family, friends, and you want to make them interesting in uh, this special course, you can reach me directly to me uh, right after this radio show. Please don't call during the radio show just when it's finished. My personal phone number for consultation or regarding to the courses, 917-089-4944. I repeat, 917-809-4944. Or you can contact me via my email, Abraham Education at gmail.com, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Also, if uh, some presidents of communities or rabbis of communities or people who know uh, to arrange Shabbatonim, Shabbaton, it's mean uh, my visit for four days uh, from Thursday to Sunday, full of interesting lectures, uh, on the topic of raising children, of course. Uh, if you want to arrange it uh, for Chodesh Adar, uh, you can make an order, and you can get more details by me. You just can contact me via 917-809-4944. My phone number, 917 4944. Uh, now to the next um, message uh, by text. Uh, Hi, Rebbe. What if you stay next to your three years old toddler until they sleep, but then they get so attached to you? that they keep waking up at night and ask you to stay next to them. Thank you. Well, the answer is very simple. The same principle, consequences. I mean, I, you as a parent set the rules. I mean, you can decide, look, I here with you for five minutes, 10 minutes, I don't know. You have the decision, okay? 
Now, I sing a song, we're reading Kiryat Shema together, I don't know, whatever. Just to make a pleasant atmosphere. It's very, very critical issue for the kids to getting to fall to falling into a sleep from good feeling, okay? But then after five minutes I say, Okay, kids, good night. Mummies went mummies go out of the room, but you don't allow to get that of your bed. Now let's say that your three years old got off the bed and you find him in the living room. You take his hand very firmly and say in firmness, No, you don't allow to be here. You have to be in your bed. We're going back. And you put him back on his bed and you go out immediately. And then, <laughs> as expected, he will go out after you. You have to learn the secret. The secret may, means stay calm. In Hebrew we say, if you're speaking Hebrew, in Hebrew I call it Reshet Bitachon. Reshet, it's Rashet Evot of Roga Shalva Takifut. It means, Roga, it means calm. Shalva, it means peace. And Takifut means firmness. In calm, in peace, and in firmness. You hold his hand, put him in his bed, and say, you don't allow to get out of your bed. And you go out, and he's going after you. And you may do it 15 times at night. But if you stay calm, and stay firm, and stay in peace, and you just repeat the same action time after time, again and again, again and again. During a few days, maybe a few weeks, he will internalize. When I go down, she brings me back. It's not going to work. It's just like a natural, the nature rule. It's like, just like gravity. The same calm and firm action. The same, the same. Don't get crazy. Don't get angry, even if it happened 20 times a night. <laughs> if you learn this secret, it's going to work. You will learn. It's just like I touch the flame. Even if I do it 100 times, the flame will burn me. The same pain just under the first time. That's why I quickly internalize, I don't want to mess with the flame, okay? I don't want to touch it. Because the flame is so nice and so calm and so quiet, but so firm. The same, even if you, 100 times you touch it, the same pain. That's why I quickly internalize I don't want to mess with it. I know there is no hope to break the rules of the nature. The same way in your the same way in your home. When you hold your your three years old hand and you bring him back again and again and again, even if they ask you, they ask you 
they want you to be with them. No, that's the rules. You have to stay in your bed, and I have to go to the living room, and it's fine. Don't feel guilty. It's fine. That's the way things should be. Parents have to do what they want to do, and even if you have nothing to do, you just want to make a coffee and listening to just a, 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 a song or music, that's great. This is your right. It's great. Don't feel guilty with that. When you feel calm, when you respond in calm and peace and in firmness, they quickly understand and internalize, I have no what to mess with my mommy. That's it. That This is like an of the nature. That's the way things work. That's it. When they're getting to this point, you solve of the problem for all your life. Believe me, it's worth the investment. That you have to invest efforts, but it's worth it because the benefits would be so great that you say to yourself, okay, I worked really hard for two months, but now I can rest for a few years, okay? So be matzliach with it. Uh, now, one more text message. Hi, I have a question. My daughter is 10. She's a great girl, very smart and cute. She has an attitude sometimes. She acts like a teenager. Answers back. Uh, well, answers back actually uh, testify that you have very smart uh, daughter, and this is Ma'ala. This is something good in her personality. This is not something bad. We just have to learn how to direct these characters and not let let her, you know, to growing uh, wild. So it's very simple. Look, if she has attitude, just sometimes maybe ignoring has also a value. I mean, when you have uh, a child that in general she's so cute, she's so good, she's so uh, gorgeous, it's, she's so wonderful, and here and there she has some attitude, and you're ignoring it, they will learn to appreciate that. She'll learn to appreciate that. But if you see that it's something, you know, wrong, and it's not going as well, and you're afraid that she's going to develop this bad behavior, so made a firmness, don't forget that. In Hebrew, it's going better. It's reshet. Reshet, it means roga shalva takifut. Stay calm. Stay in peace, but be firm. When she has a chutzpah, when she uh, uh, answers back, look at her like, like you in shock, staring her for a few seconds, and then say, in, in so low voice, almost whisper, I can't believe that's the way you're talking to me. And turn your back and go, go out of he, her area. I mean, don't give her 
a chance to respond. You know why? Because if she also responds, and you respond, and she responds, then you actually express to her, we are in the same uh, uh, field. We are in the same playground. I am a player, and you are a player, and we have a fight. No, this is not a picture. The picture is I looking at you from above. We are not in an equal degree. We are not in an equal uh, uh, position. You are a kid, and I'm a parent. It's impossible to you to hurt me. Some mommies say, oh, you hurt mommy. Now mommy's sad because of you. No, it's not the way. Because you express her that you are equal. And it's not true. Kids cannot hurt the parents. This must be clear. Maybe in the next radio show, in the next week, we're going to talk about it. We're not in the same playground, okay? We are not part of your game. You can give an answer back. You can do whatever you want, but you cannot hurt us, and we have to express that. Now, on the other hand, that's why you have to be in shock and say, I can't believe you spoke to me like that. And turn your back and go. When you don't let her even the option to respond, you more give her the bad, bitter, the bitter feeling of, I'm guilty. I was the one who's not behavior a proper. Because if you're getting into an argument, she might be feel, oh, I want my mother. But when you don't give her even the chance to respond, she just feel bad. You left her with the bad taste on her tongue. Well, the listeners, uh, one more radio show of Harayed Anulad is getting to its end. I really apologize from those who send our text messages just uh, in the end of this radio show. We really were full with questions. Mezat Hashem will keep it to the next radio show. Uh, I would like to remind you, uh, we have in Jerusalem and in, Bre- in Nebrak a course, special course for educational advisors and for parents guidance. So if you have a relative in Israel... Let them know about that. My Israeli phone number for that is 058-405-2000. I repeat, 058-405-2000. If you want to get a consultation for me or you want to arrange Shabbaton or courses or lectures in your communities, you can reach me right after this radio show. My personal phone number is 917 917- Eight zero nine four nine four four. I repeat nine one seven eight zero nine four nine four four. Or you can contact me via email Abraham Education at gmail dot com. I really want to uh, to give a thank and appreciation to Mr. Aaron Jacob for taking care about the technical side of this radio show. Great thank to Mr. Nisim Lazari, the manager of this holy radio station, and 
to you, the listeners, for your sharing your difficulties and your questions with us and you enriching all of us. I really appreciate each one of you. Thank you very much. Have a nice week. Have a nice Rosh Chodesh Adar that's coming up here in Israel right now. Be'ezrat Hashem, be matzliach in everything you do. Be'atzlacha.